Because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city on earth. Here are the biggest stories and everything else you need to know from the new title town. It's Breaking Boston with Andy Hart and Nick Fixie Stevens. Hallelujah, PTL. Ladies and gentle fans, we did it. Congratulations. The wait is over. After seven long, arduous, mostly rainy, but now suddenly sunny months, football is back. That's right. Tonight, the kickoff game for the 2023 NFL season. Detroit Lions, one of the trendy picks, one of the sexier options in the NFC, travels to Gah Field at Arrowhead. I have no idea how they pronounce it, Andy, nor do I even know the company, but that's fine. I still call it Arrowhead. They travel to Kansas City to take on Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and the Kansas City Chiefs should make for an excellent game. But more importantly, the 2023 season is here, is at hand, is nigh. And I, if you can't tell, am pumped and jacked like a shirtless Pete Carroll at practice slinging balls to his all-worldwide receivers. This is going to be a really fun season, and this is going to be a very action-packed edition of Breaking Boston for Thursday, September 7th, 2023. Nick Fitzy Stevens, Andy Jumbo Hart, the Six Ring Guys, Fitzy and Hart here to help you just get a handle on what the major storylines may be, where we see this season going, maybe a couple uh, predictions as well. Tomorrow, we'll offer more thoughts in advance of birds at Pats. But today, Andy, we are just plain old football fans. Give me your uh, 1 to 10 and at least maybe going to 11 level of excitement for football being back. Oh, definitely 10. And it started last night when I did the uh, Rich Keefe show fantasy draft to sort of serve as the appetizer to the uh, initial course of the football season that is tonight. And, you know, it's it's we see these every year defending Super Bowl champion. But the the Chiefs, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes are a different breed of defending Super Bowl champion, in my opinion, especially from a New England perspective here, because um, don't look now, Fitzgerald, but uh, they are trying to go down the Patriot Road. They are trying to continue to lasso the Lombardi trophies for alliteration purposes, Channel 7. You're welcome. Um, but also just that, like, roll out of bed and you're in the AFC title game mentality that is Mahomes and Reed, just like it was Belichick and Brady. And I don't know if you saw this. There was a tweet going around. Patrick Mahomes on opening day is effing ridiculous. His numbers are three. He's never thrown an interception. I believe it's 18 touchdowns and zero interceptions in five opening days. He basically averages three plus touchdowns, zero interceptions every opening day performance and going against the Lions, who I think are the perfect uh, foe for this because we're going to find out if they are the sacrificial Lions like, oh, Maybe we overhyped Dan Campbell's team a little. They still have Jared Goff, and they're still on the road at Arrowhead. Or maybe or. you have a legitimate, oh, let's add, because the NFC is the weaker conference. But if mm -hmm. the Lions can at least go head-to-head -head with the, the Chiefs, not necessarily beat them, but just, you know, duke it out, score, boom, 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 and then maybe fade in the end, I think that adds an interesting storyline that the, the NFC could use because the NFC is obviously the weaker conference. But to me, this game is all about, as it should be, what it designed to be Thursday night opener. You're the only show in town. This mm -hmm. game is all about that guy and his team. Patrick Mahomes 
30 of 39 attempts for 360 yards with five touchdowns on September 11, 2022 in the opener. Damn. Now, yes, that's how he opened the damn. 2022 season. I but say the, goddamn. But the the uh, caveat gigante on that would be that it was against the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, but and he's it done was it also five in the stadium. So stick in- your caveat straight up your caveat ass. Hey, 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 hello, family program. Cavi this, huh? Hey, that was also in the stadium. He was kind of warming it up for Super Bowl 57, where he ultimately went and won his second Super Bowl championship. Now, so you're pitching against Mahomes game, tonight? Is that the tone you're setting oh, here? Oh, no, 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 no. As a matter of fact, I was going to say my two disclaimers or notes of interest would be, one, for anyone, now the line has dropped a point tonight ever since we found out that Travis Kelsey is doubtful yep. with the hyperextended knee that led to the bone bruise and this and that, and it's connected to the elbow. Uh, he'll be out maybe a week or two. He'll be back. Everyone out there in the wide world of fantasy nation that's bemoaning the fact that they took him first in the first round and now they can't use him tonight. TS, tough blank. He'll be fine eventually, but you don't get him tonight. But I would expect, Andy, I would expect a Mahomesian effort of national television, borderline legendary performance type legend tonight. I wouldn't be surprised if he is running slinging, flicking, sidearming, backwardsing the ball all over the place. The McKinnons, the Pachecos, the Grays, the Valdez Scantlings, the Moors, the Tonys, everyone's going to get in on the action tonight. He'll be feeding everyone across the field. It's not a great secondary on the Lions, but they do have a good pass rush. Luckily, they got Juwan Taylor on Kansas City from Jacksonville to replace Orlando Brown. That's a solid line. I expect the Chiefs to win. Wouldn't be surprised, though, if the Lions cover, because I think their offense is legit, too. And you've heard, uh, and this is without your boy Jamison Williams, who's suspended six games for gambling last season. You've heard all the buzz and the hype on Jameer Gibbs and that this guy could be a 1,000 on the ground, 500 more receiving. They're going to use him in ways they've never used a back in Detroit as well. I'm on Rice St. Brown. He wakes up to 12 targets a game, bare minimum. Like, I think this is going to be a blast. And if this game lives up to any of the hype that we've just delivered in the first minutes of breaking Boston, it should make for a fun season. And that's kind of, that's where, that's where I'm looking. I want this season to be balls to the wall. I I want, I want the Ravens offense to work now uh, with uh, Munkin from Georgia up there calling plays and Lamar Jackson slinging and flinging the ball to Bateman, to Andrews, to your guy, Zay flowers, Odell Beckham. I still want Joey Burr to do his thing. I'd love to see, Justin Herbert throw 45 touchdown passes. I want the Eagles to be good again because it's fun watching Jalen Hurts put on, uh, as Michael Lombardi said yesterday on Six Rings in Football Things, an amped up version of like the single wing offense. Let's go Brock Purdy and let's go Pats. I want to see all of, I want offense. I want points. I want what you love most about sports, entertainment. Absolutely. And the entertainment factor, the star power factor that you're kind of talking about as you enumerated all those guys, is the reason I don't think the Lions have a chance because I will never ever pick Patrick Mahomes to lose to that Jagoff quarterback for the Lions. That's his name, Ja Goff, Jared Goff. Just ja- you know, oh, Jay ja- Goff. That's right. He's a Jagoff quarterback. <laughs> He'd fit in perfectly in Pittsburgh. But um, yeah, no, I, I I agree with you. Like this is the season we talked about it a little bit along the way. I don't know which podcast it was. We do a million of them. Mm-hmm. But you know, you had like locally UMass with an upset to start the year. And then you have UConn and then you have BC and BC fell on their face. But like you're building towards now you have the NFL season opener for a lot of people in this region. Friday night will be the, the high school season opener. Friday night lights like you're building mm-hmm. toward that Sunday Brady day, the football excitement, Eagles, Patriots, Gillette Stadium. And 
everybody's caught up in it. Like football is back. And I don't know how good the Patriots are going to be. I don't know how good Mac Jones is going to be. But if you're not caught up in this little like, ooh, football's back, the energy of the moment, whether it's fantasy purposes, there's a lot of fantasy leagues. I don't think it's dying. I think it's doing well. Gambling purposes, our friends over at FanDuel, great time of year to get that app, start being a daily sports gambler because it's football. It's fun. And you said it. Like, I'm rooting for everything to be great. It won't be. Like Sean Payton. I'm rooting for Russell Wilson and Sean Payton because I think the league will be more fun if they're good. If they're not the freaking mess of a field goal kicking team we had to see in primetime like seven times to start the year. Like, I want just entertainment. And I know some people, and I'm one of those people, I'm a little hesitant just because that does generally come at the cost of defense and sort of old school hardo football. But you know what? I'm a pretty open-minded guy. That's what people know me for. So Sure. That's the one thing everybody says when they first say, like, Andy yep. Hart, open-minded. Well, I'm becoming more open-minded to it's 2023. It's offensive football. It's quarterbacks. And you can still get yours. Nick Bosa just showed us. Hell, the whole Bosa family showed us. You can still get yours. Can we take a minute? Can we take a hot second? To I know the man is more Nick than Bosa? just a... He's more than just a pass rusher. I understand that. He is a generational defensive talent. And I I told you, I think even two weeks ago when we did a Sunday edition of Fitzy and Hart, I heard Bucky Brooks on a nationally syndicated sports show talking about the new guys that are getting paid. You know, the past decade, it's been all about the quarterback, pick up the fifth-year option, but then also try to negotiate a super deal. And you see the Herberts and everyone else getting – Mahomes got 45, and then it was up to – Kyler got 47, which was a horrible contract, and the Cardinals will live in that kiddie pool of regret for years to come. Herbert, 52. We're about to see Joe Burrow maybe get the richest deal in NFL history. 55, wouldn't surprise me, bare minimum a season with 200 guaranteed. Bosa, these defensive linemen that are the fixtures of these defenses, of the few that are actually really good still in the NFL, these guys are now getting paid. I don't know how in the world the 49ers are going to do their accounting next year because before the season starts, they have $200 million on the books committed to Debo, to Trent Williams, now Nick Bosa, like it, it's on and McCaffrey. It's a uh, Hargreave. It's unbelievable. Um, uh, there, uh, Fred Warner. It's, it's wild. They'll figure it out. That's their, that's their problem. Not my problem, but that's an insane amount of money. And that's what leads me also into, on the NFC side of things, uh, while I think the Eagles will be great again, the Lions will be fun, who knows who wins the dumpster fire of the NFC South, I think now the 49ers are the class of the NFC, and I wouldn't be surprised if they run it back, Andy, get to the championship game, and if this time they have a working right arm on a quarterback, I think they go back and right the wrong of the last NFC championship. That's how I see it on the NFC side. Yeah, it's all it's all purdy because I think the roster is phenomenal. We talked about it last year. We talked about it's this whole narrative of how does John Lynch keep his job after trading three first round picks for Trey Lance? Um, Exhibit A would be him holding up his roster and just putting a line over the quarterback and saying everything else is effing awesome. I kicked ass. I took names. So So that roster is loaded. And just in terms of the finances, A, the cap is going up at a nice rate and B, if Purdy's their guy at quarterback, you ride that lull of quarterback payment. You don't have to pay the quarterback mm-hmm. and then figure it out afterwards. You know, I've even heard people saying, well, maybe if this works, they, they'll they be the team because this has been a popular one. Even in New England, it's been talked about 
to not sign a quarterback, keep him on a rookie deal, keep him low money, build a great roster around him. Now, you can debate whether the Patriots have built a great roster around Mac Jones, but um, in San Francisco, they built a great roster around Brock Purdy. Um, But they're a fun team, but I... The Eagles are really good, and the Eagles are really talented all over the roster. And, oh, by the way, as Bill Belichick said, they have a quarterback who's one of the two or three best players in football from a year ago. So I still think, I mean, this is boring analysis, obviously. Yeah. The e- Eagles are the team to beat. Look at their roster. It's effing loaded. Your but biggest they just question lost about the Eagles both- is coaching. Now we are okay. So the 49ers did lose their defensive coordinator. D'Amico Ryans yeah. went to Houston. So each team lost a defensive coordinator. Shane Steichen was great as the offensive coordinator for the Eagles. Now he's in Indianapolis working with Anthony Richardson. Jonathan Gannon came out this week. He's the new head coach of the four uh, the Cardinals. Thoughts and prayers to him out there in the desert. He's toast uh, already. Yeah, he's done. He's done. He's done. But he we said the same the moment. thing about Sirianni with his god-awful introductory press yeah, conference. Now he turned into a good coach. We found that out he can coach, and that's why I'm not worried about the Eagles' offense at all. It's Nick Sirianni's offense. It's Nick Sirianni's Eagles. Like, but it was the offense wasn't as good until he handed full control over to Steichen, and then he took off with the it. The offense which made- wasn't as good until Jalen Hurts came into his own. Like, there's a developmental aspect to Jalen Hurts' game. Their offense will be fine. Defense, we'll see. I think there's mm-hmm. bigger questions on defense, even though I don't think much of that coach necessarily. Um, any coach that asks his players, did you take the bus to the, the stadium today? Like, What? What, what, who takes the bus at all, but not NFL players? Hey, uh, did you guys brush your teeth? Okay, we're we're good. You know what? Here, here's the, here's the check. Uh, Someone get Vance Joseph or uh, the guy that took over for Carolina last year. When they, when they draft Caleb Williams, number one overall, they should probably also just start over with a new coach. Who knows? Maybe bring Lincoln Riley. Try to do what you did a couple of years ago Mm -hmm. and uh, marry your quarterback up with your coach. Not the worst, not the worst idea because Cliff, because Cliff and Kyler, the K and K touchdown factory did not. Workout. Um, KO'd. <laughs> eh, All right. Uh, quickly over to the AFC. Obviously, Chiefs should still be the class of the NFL as well. Anytime you have Reed, just the same way with Belichick and Brady, any season where you wake up and roll out of bed with Reed and Mahomes, you should pencil them in for 12 wins minimum. AFC West championships, they're printing those T-shirts already, just like it was hat and T-shirt day in Foxborough every late November or early December for almost two straight decades. Uh, heard some interesting debate on the midday show yesterday as Gresh and Fourier were kind of going through some uh, overs and unders and predictions for best case and worst case scenario on the season from the athletic. They're out on the Jaguars and they were more in on the Titans. Do you think the Jagwagon has any has any potential to be a playoff team this year? Because while their defense may be nothing to write home about electronically or physically, I I, I just can't see how this offense doesn't carry them in a lackluster division to nine, 10 wins, bare minimum and an AFC South title. Yeah. I think they win the AFC South. I'll be stunned if anyone else does. Now, I don't know how good they are. They may be the Patriots of a couple of years ago, win the division, get in the playoffs. And then you go, Oh, they don't really measure up. They just want a bad division. That may be true, but um, I think they have a really good quarterback. I think they have offensive firepower, a pretty Mm -hmm. good coach, pretty good proven coach in that division. Um, like, I like Mike Vrabel. I just don't know what the quarterback position is going to be for him. And I know Derrick Henry has got a uh, hair across his powerful ass to prove something, that he's like the bell cow for running backs into the next generation. And but all he that. may have a great backup behind him in Tajay Spears. A great may be strong. Good backup. A, an ex- he may have a uh, great Competent? in terms of backup running backs. We'll see what he is on his own as an NFL back eventually because I'm sure he'll be the succession plan for Derrick Henry. Succession plans. What a novel idea. Anyway. Mm-hmm. 
Moving back up to the East and the North in the AFC, we all know that the AFC East is going to be an anchorman brawl, but I still think the toughest division in football, which a lot of people are sleeping on, is going to be the AFC North. Each and every one of those teams could easily outline and state a case for double-digit wins and why they are the team to beat in the AFC North. In the last couple of years, it's been the Bengals. I worry a little bit about their defensive attrition, losing two starting safeties as well. Their corners aren't great. Joe Burrow had the calf injury in preseason, yet at the same time, if their offense is even reasonably functional, it should be 10 wins bare minimum. Did they make a mistake, though, relying on Joe Mixon once again, letting Samjay Pirine, who was a sneaky good contributor in their third down back, go to Denver and not put a succession plan in place at the running back spot? Um, No. I to me that you are built around three players right now. It's Chase Higgins and Burrow. Like that is your offense. The rest is moving pieces. No offense to Joe Mixon or anybody else. Guys are going to come and go. That is your foundation. And you know the AFC in general. And I, we've already seen snippets of it. To me, it's going to be decided by injuries. I know again, not exactly breaking news, but you just have these really talented teams, good quarterbacks. Are the Chiefs in for a year where you're like, oh, yeah, they just kind of got snake bitten right from the get-go with with Kelsey? Or are the Bengals the team? Oh, Burrow just kept dealing with that calf on and off, and it just really changed the way he played, and they just weren't the – you know, whoever it is, injuries are going to decide everything. And in, in terms of comparing the North and the East, I think your guy Mac Jones and the Patriots are what decide that. If the Patriots are the upside people are predicting, a 10 or 11 win team and right on the cusp of the playoffs, then I think the East will be the best division. But if the Steelers are that team, if if uh-huh. Pickett is that guy, if Pickens is him, well, Mike Tomlin continues to not have losing seasons, I think that sways that because I, I'm pretty sure that the, the Ravens are going to be good. I think Lamar is back to prove something, and he has a better cast around him than he's had in a long, long time. For sure. I believe in Joe Burrow to be at worst. He's a good, he's going to lead a good team. Even if injuries decimate, whatever, he's going to lead a good team. I think Deshaun Watson is really interesting because that's your wild card, Andy. That is your, I don't have any downs. I think he's great. I think he's a great player. And I think to put everything in the rear view mirror now, finally, no suspension, no rust, no right. Whatever. I Elijah Moore for free from the jets. Cedric, they stole Cedric Tillman. One of those good receivers. Their roster's loaded. It's low. It's it's like the Browns are like it, it's a nice little exercise there. I, I smell an Andy uh, Andy Hart column coming soon. Teams that may decide the the balance of the AFC in 2023. It really might be teams like the Patriots if they choose to be good, if they execute at the highest level they can. They may tilt the balance in the AFC's favor. But if the Browns are good, all of a sudden the Ravens do. Like I'm telling you, the AFC North could very well be a blast. And this is me operating on the mulligan that I had to take for saying that I thought the AFC West would be so good last year, it would deserve its own red zone channel. Spoiler alert, it wasn't. Uh, All right, as we wrap up, we could just talk NFL for hours for days, but obviously we have to wrap this up and get back to focusing on Sunday's game between the Pats and the Birds. Do not miss all the action we have lined up for you on the Six Rings and Football Things feed. Our podcast yesterday, a great conversation with Mike Lombardi. Good to see that Asante Samuel Sr. took the bait and replied to... Uh, Mike Lombardi calling him an idiot. I thought that was awesome. Thank you very much, Mike. Uh, Football done right. Great read. Um, We got Elliot Shore Parks, uh, who's the uh, 94 WIP uh, Eagles beat reporter coming in today to join us. Rob Ninkovich tomorrow to help us preview the season. So much is going on, Andy. So I'll leave you with this. Give me one quick thought from the AFC and the NFC as to 
things that may surprise this season? Things that may surprise this season in the NFC. Um, I'm going to go with the Packers. I think the Packers are going to be a pretty good team. I think Stole they have good young thunder. talent. Mother blank. I like Jordan. Jordan Love made a couple throws against the Patriots. That was like, damn, that's a good throw. Yes. And the young receivers now, they're a little snake bit, and they both got uh, Watson and Dobbs both have injuries right now. But if the young receivers stay healthy, the veteran running backs, I think the uh, Green Bay Packers could surprise some people. Um, post Aaron Rodgers and next step of this weird three QB system from Favre to Rodgers to love that might be happening. So yep. give me the Packers to surprise. And in the AFC, same, same for me. I think I'm going to go with the Browns. I, I'm a big Deshaun Watson fan as a football player. You know, I can still admit that it's the separation good, of the good art. Qualifier, and the artist. Good qualifier. I, I still listen to R. Kelly sometimes. His CD when I was in middle school is one of the greatest CDs I ever listened to. It is I like it Michael is. Jackson. I don't apologize right. for it. So the artist is apparently a creep, but the art on the field, when he's on, he's really freaking good, and I'm expecting the athlete and the MVP caliber quarterback to return to Cleveland this year. If not, worst contract in NFL history, but I'll give them the benefit of the doubt for right now. So Cleveland, a team to look out for because they are loaded, even though I think their coach is kind of a boob. Yeah, I'm, I may not be as in on Stefanski, but I will say this. Here's a, a little sneak preview tidbit from what I know you'll be doing tonight as an exercise on the Rich Keefe Show. Predictions for wild cards, conference championship, Super Bowl, offensive, defensive, rookie of the year, coach of the year, first coach fired, and so much more. I submitted my picks already. Spoiler alert, the Steelers win the North, and Mike Tomlin is your coach of the year once again. All right, that'll do for Breaking Boston, our fired-up 2023 NFL season prediction and preview and so much more. Make sure you give us a like, review, subscribe, and share. Thank you so much for sticking along as we try to give you a hot cup of what you need each and every morning as a diehard Boston sports superfan. Six rings in football, things marches on. Andy's on with Rich Keefe tonight, continuing the 2023 NFL season preview. So make sure you stay tuned and enjoy that in. Lock it in, folks. Football is back, and so are we. Have a great day. Have a great season. We'll talk to you soon.